This is the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast, a CFCP production with Mike, 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 Mike and Laurent. We're back. This is the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast, and we have things to talk about. We just finished week seven of the Premier League, match week seven, and a lot of stuff happened. But I have to start with my preamble on VAR. As people who may have listened to this, but we have new fans, may not know, I loathe VAR. And in fact, as a bigger thing is like, what is the point of VAR? What, I mean, I have like really deep thoughts about this. Like, what are we trying to do? Why are we trying to do it? What's the value? And who the fuck is VAR for? Is it for the players? Is it for the fans in the stands? Is it for us on TV? Is it just about getting the results right? Because, and why, why does it matter? Like, who the fuck cares? I came to the Premier League from American sports to fucking avoid replay. I hate NFL replays. Basket, the NBA is awful because of replays. And here I am now stuck in fucking VAR hell. And it's like, there's this greater thing. And Mike, feel free to jump in as I go. But at, let me just finish this up. Of like, everything has to be scientific. Everything has to be able to be measured. Everything has to be in a box that we can measure because of efficiency of modernity, right? I know this goes into like deeper shits of life, but like it's men running around in shorts, kicking a ball. Why does it have to be measured? Like, are we going to put cameras all over the field so that it could become like baseball and get fucking shot velocity? Who the fuck cares? What are we doing this for? So I think that's one, one thing we actually could do better as far as the sport itself. Uh, like I would actually love to see but, shot but, velocity but to, to, to take a quick end, tangent. But to what end? I'm serious. I'm going to finish here and it's going to be that we'll go into Tottenham because Tottenham had a crazy fucking VAR yeah, thing. Yeah, but we need and to talk we, more about it. Had this. we not had the fucking narrative change, it would have been a disaster. I'm serious. VAR is the beginning of Skynet and the beginning of the end of humanity. If the robots destroy us, it's going to start from VAR and sports replays. <laughs> right. Well, because why <laughs> they're, they're starting with like the thing you care about the most and they're breaking you and they're breaking your spirit before they break your body. Right. right because Batman, because I mean, think about it, right? If AI is this wonderful thing, why can't they referee VAR from AI? They just plug it in. Like, mm -hmm. this is what, if you see the ball touch, if you see a foot touch the person's leg before the ball is touched, it's a foul. Boom. I think that is the, like easy. The biggest problem I have with VAR is not actually the idea that like they mistake accuracy with precision, right? right. Which, That's by the way, line. is, yeah. and I took that from you. Yeah. Yeah. But my biggest problem with them is, is it, there's, there's precision in two parts of the play, right? Where the, where everybody is. On that, when you're drawing that red line that's millimeters, well, that, away well, that's from you're talking specifically about offside, but yeah, yes, but that's the majority of VAR. The penalties are, are as well, but specifically when the ball leaves my foot, how do you know if we're talking about the, the margins, right? There's no fucking way, and there's no consistent way to do that. So, the idea that you have to have this, this idea of precision, well, you still can't define the actual actions. And when they exist and when they don't, it's they can't to me. kill a man from space with a bomb. And you're telling me you can get those fucking offside calls right? Fuck <laughs> you. Why isn't Putin dead? If those lines fucking work, how come we can't kill Putin? This is what I'm saying. It's bullshit. Putin's, Putin's hooked up. Putin created VAR, he created the flaws <laughs> he created on purpose. Fucking Vladivostok after my life. 
I can't deal. I can't deal with replays and stoppages and checking. It's not like we're not going to fucking argue about it anyway. And that's like exactly what happened in the Spurs game that I want your take on because it was very, very dramatic. But there was two. There was the two big decisions. one is the, is the Lamptey one is crazy. Listen, I mean, and we'll get into it in a second, but I think I, I just struggle with we're taking the part where you and I are at the pub after the game over a pint screaming and yelling about this or this or this. Instead of saying arguing about it. No, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. You're just changing the argument. You're saying, Oh, instead of, Oh, that was a great play. Oh, that was a foul. Blah, 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 blah. blah. It was like, I can't believe a fucking computer decided it for me. This is ridiculous. And the computer, which is supposed to be the most precise thing in the world, isn't even that. Right. So, I mean, I know that we're joining the choruses here and we are not alone. This is not a unique take at all. No, but my my take is that I don't want it in any sports. Like, I'm listen, done. <laughs> the United States, in the next 24 hours, is going to devolve into a civil war regardless of who wins this election. <laughs> well, I'm going to watch the Premier League, and from my beautiful little easy lily-white home in San Diego, I'm going to watch the news and go, wow, that's interesting. Things are burning. Because right, it's so but, nice here. But <laughs> it, listen, won't, it won't matter. <laughs> the world, the country is going to be on fire in unison tomorrow right because no matter what 49 percent of the people are going to be fucking mad but what no matter what no matter who wins 100 percent of the people will always rise up and say fuck var agreed very good screed yes i agree and that is my (laughs) announcement of my 2024 candidacy i will be running on the fuck var ticket yeah, in England. It has to be in England. Like, Brexit, fuck Brexit. I'll get rid of VAR. They'll fucking leave. They'll, believe, yeah. they'll leave the European Union tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. I'm leaving anyway. So it's I just, I don't know. To get rid of it. I, I don't know how, because it's weird too that it, it works pretty well with FIFA and it doesn't, it doesn't work in Champions League, right? We can talk yeah, about my, that. My thing, is, my thing is, what is it for? Like, who is it serving? Like, what is the exact reason? Because you can do it? Like, I don't get it. Like, and, and the problem I have more, I mean, I, the more, the other thing is like the players, the pundits who talk about it are the ones who sort of bring it up the most. Like they're always cool with it. And of course they're cool with it. They play, they not, they don't get it. They don't, most of them don't even like, like most of the time players are into sports. They don't like to watch. They're not yeah. into it. They're like, I like to play. I like to play. I'm, a, I'm competitive. I don't like to watch soccer. It's not my thing, right? I don't think they actually like the game sometimes, right? Like, or they're not into it. They're not- It's the only like, thing they did not, for 25 years of their right, life. Like, <laughs> but they're not, but what I'm saying is, is they're not fans, right? They're not like right. crying and, and losing their shit. Like they, they pray for the story, but like, they're always like, oh no, they got to get it right. I just rather they get it right. I'm like, for who? For you? Fuck you. Well, I don't know that let, everybody let feels going. like that. Like the person who comes to mind for me, who I'm actually very much not a fan of because he's an Arsenal man, Lee Dixon, always on the American broadcast, at least on NBC, he will go way out of his way to lament <laughs> just even the idea that they're going to VAR. Even if it ends up being <laughs> the right call, he's like, game's gone. This is bullshit. I hate it. Shouldn't be taking this long, well, the, the, my, my the one, going the, the one guy who really doesn't watch soccer, and you can tell, is like Craig Burley. He's like, I don't, I just, the, my job is to talk about these games and be opinionated. But I really, if I have free time on my hands, I'm not watching soccer. Thanks. Yeah, well, he's just a fat Irish Skip Bayless or Welsh, whatever oh, he is. He's Scottish. 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 I, I meant to say Scottish, not Welsh. That dude sucks. And that brings me to a good I point. Like so we'll guy. get into, <laughs> we'll get into the rundown. <laughs> 
We'll get into the rundown uh, in a second, and we'll talk about Tottenham. But I, before that, I want to really go into uh, a quick defense of my main man, Harry Kane. Um, for those of you that don't know, he has a bit of a speech impediment, right? He, he sounds a little bit, a of little a bit lip. yeah, a little bit uh, different than the average uh, person, right? Um, nonetheless, nonetheless, he uh, he goes way out of his way. Forget his on-field performances for a second, right? He is one of the most philanthropic players in Europe. Uh, I've actually had the pleasure of meeting him. And on his birthday, 2015, he literally stood and took pictures and signed autographs for every single person in the stadium. Now, not every, every player did that. In fact, he was the only one. Most players started at midfield, went all the way down to the VIP area. He went all the way down to the other touchline, signed and took pictures, signed babies. He signed a baby next to me. It was hilarious. He's just a good guy, and you don't get those good guys in sports a lot. And I think he catches shit way more than he should. And I think it's two reasons. Obviously, his peculiar voice, but it's also because he plays for Spurs. If he was playing for United or playing for City or playing for Arsenal even, there would be an air of arrogance that comes with that shirt. The fact that Spurs he haven't broken through with him as part of the team despite the fact that he's oh, there's also the, there's the England piece, right? The England makes a big He's He's – He's the striker for England. Right. He's the captain for England. And lest we, lest we forget, he had won the Golden Boot at the World Cup after he won the Golden Boot in the Premier League twice in a row. Right? So it's not like this man has not proven his on-field accolades. And it just really bothers me that he continues to be a target. This week, uh, Alexis Nunes and Mark Ogden. Two are, you a, are you an from... aggrieved fan? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. You know, I just, I, I, I'm just tired of, there's so much there. There's so much low hanging fruit for Spurs and this isn't it. And it just pisses me off, right? Like Alexis Nunes and Mark Ogden sitting there talking about how weird he is and how much, because there was a controversial the way, call they, that. They're both him. United fans and they both want him on United. Yeah. They're both pieces of shit. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think ESPN's soccer coverage is good at all. I think we would be better actually for ESPN. Hi, well, that's Disney. why we're doing this. We're taking over. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, th there is a general, I mean, we could go, we don't have to go into media, but there is a general suckiness about all of them. But and, and I find, and maybe this is, you know, victimhood 101 here on my part, but like, <laughs> well, you are a I, white guy. So I'm, I am a white guy, but I just, I find that it's so zeroed in on Harry Kane specifically. Well, of course, yeah, of course he's the most famous player on the team. Right. But like it's, it's the, but they're never talking about how, you know, how he's the guy who is the one pulling them through the fucking mud anyway. He's well, always... I, 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 I don't agree with you on this, Mike. I really don't. Right. I think he gets a lot of praise. He gets a lot of, like, when they play well, it's because of him. They all are like, how much would Real Madrid pay for him? How much would he pay to leave? Bah, 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 bah. If anything, it's everyone's trying to get him off Spurs. See, which... I think now it's about Sonny. I think everybody's blowing Sonny, which is great. He's he's phenomenal. And even the year he was out when we played you guys in Champions League and Sonny had those games had that game at the Etihad, right? Like that year at the Champions League final, he was gone for four months. So it wasn't his greatest triumph, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but he played, I kinda think he played in the final, he was hurt. He played in the final. Everybody said he came back too soon, blah, 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 blah. But like, well, of course, he's, he's, he's you're not going to not play Harry fucking Kane, right? Exactly. But anyway, we could digress into this okay, for a you lot. Have, you've, is... got to, you've got to tell me about this game because so, I've been dying for you to tell me about the feelings of your feelings about Spurs 2, Brighton 1. 
so there's two controversial VAR calls. We're going to just roll, go right past them. We'll get back to that in a second. <laughs> in the 70th minute, and, and as if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I have been just championing the return of the chosen one, Gareth Bale, to North London. Uh, and it hasn't gone great so far. He came on in the West Ham game. He hit the post. West Ham scored three fucking goals in eight minutes, right? Yeah, his plus minus is not good. Not great. It's like uh, so minus four. <laughs> he was pulled off at halftime in the Europa League loss to, I don't even know, Royal Antwerp, a farmer's team, okay? So it's not going great. He comes on in the 70th minute of a 1-1 game. Brighton were in the game. They were probably better from the majority of it. They get yeah, a, we're good. a very questionable good. call. I told you they're good. <laughs> yeah. You get a very questionable call and a goal from it, um, or a non-call, I should say. Uh, and then Gareth Bale comes on. Sergio uh, Regulon, Reggie, as he's affectionately known to me, uh, plays a ball down the left, or he runs down the left, plays a ball in. No, no, no. You've no, got no. one thing to say before, though. Alderweireld. Oh, yeah, no, no. The, the ball from Alderweireld. Yeah, the, the, the switching the field from Toby. Because when, I, when, to, I, to when I first watched it, I was like, why the fuck is Bale so open? And I was like, yeah. oh, I needed to roll it back a little bit because yeah, yeah. they're scrambling to find out where everyone is. Right. And the good play about that, one is Regulon's play is fantastic, but Bale gets in this. I mean, it sounds super duper fucking obvious, but to stand in the middle of the box between two defenders when there's a ball flying around, to be like, literally, it's, this is what makes great yeah. players great. It's, he's literally equidistant between them. How right. you have he, that spatial awareness. Yeah, it's just, and he was just right there. And now, yep. he could have fucked up the header, but he's class. <laughs> he could have. From <laughs> six yards, Regilon, uh passes it in and right onto Bale's forehead, like we said. Spatial awareness, 10 out of 10. He puts it home in the 73rd minute and scenes. There was nobody in the stadium. It was it scenes. Didn't matter. It was there scenes. were scenes all <laughs> over London and I in Orlando, it. Florida, in my living room. I screamed so much <laughs> that my dog peed a little. <laughs> and then you peed a little. And then I peed a little. And right. I, ran, I, just, I ran straight into my kitchen and straight back. And I sat down and there were tears coming out of my eyes. It was uh. Gareth Bale's. It was dreamy. seven years in the making since he left. Dreamy, and dreamy, dreamy, dreamy. A game-winning goal it. is his first it's real It's tears, man. Look, I'm getting goosebumps just yeah. hearing you tell the story because that is what happens with football. There, I don't care what anyone says. I've watched American sports my whole life. Nothing, no sport has this. None, zero. It simply does not happen. I don't no care. No sport has this in, a, in the seventh game of the season. None, right? zero. That's Zero. The, that's it simply does not happen. There is right. a, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use the fucking terrible term. There is a literal physiologic, physiological feeling of like orgasmic. Like <gasps> you breathe, yeah. you take a deep breath and you, and, oh, and you because, feel that feeling. It and happens. we've talked about this before. It's, it's all it is. is that, that is awful. That is awful radio that people are going to have to hear. That's that I'm terrible. worried about now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can, you know, post-production. No, uh, no, they're, they're going to hear my orgasmatron. <laughs> but um yeah that's so great like i just that if there's a freaking thing about soccer that people don't get and they don't understand it is that that shit happens all the time just yep. regular season game regular season goal like i was watching i, I I'm, I'm gonna jump around i mean do we we probably don't really necessarily have to go through the highlights do you want to go through the var incident for this tottenham game yeah really quickly though because it, it gives context to yeah. that that feeling right Harry Kane gets one that was questionable. It's one nothing. Brightner into the game. A very, very questionable call, like I mentioned. Uh, Hoiberg gets basically taken out. I can't remember who the player is, 
but the ball passes out to your boy, Tariq Lamptey. I think it's, it's gross, I think. Pascal Gross. Okay. Yeah. But, but so Lamptey it is, gets it, it is, on the edge of the but box. But it's like, it's not right away. It's, it's a clearance that Hoiberg's taking off. He tackles him. The ball f- clicks around. But then it's moved around a little bit. It's, it's yeah. in the same phase, but it's, a, it's long. It's like 15 seconds it later. Was 50, yeah, 15, 20 seconds. Um, I think the important thing to me watching this, right? So as a hockey fan, I watch this and I go, if the defenseman dives and he gets the puck and then he wipes you out, that's a good play. Yeah. Right? So what I'm trying to determine is, A, did he touch the ball? And, B, is that even the fucking rule? Which, as I was told on Twitter, I kind of caught some shit. It is not the rule. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I mean, he, he didn't touch the ball. He didn't. It, I yeah, mean, it, it's pretty like clear. might have. It, but it but is. It but to be those, fair, it's close. <laughs> it was extremely close. In fact, I thought he might have nicked it. The but it doesn't thing matter, as was, it turns out. The guy went to the monitor in VAR. He gets a notification. Hey. You hey, might want to look at this. Take another he shot. goes and look at it and says, nope, I got it right. <laughs> hey, uh, go fuck yourself. That's a good goal. Because it's and literally the first one that hasn't been changed. It's the first time a ref on the field has gone to the monitor and kept the call. Usually they overturn it. Devil's advocate for Otherwise, second, they wouldn't though. have been asked to go look at it. Hold on. Devil's advocate for one second because – We've always, I've, I've always advocated for in replay around sports. Uh, if it's on the field, That's is a call better. what it is? It has to be absolutely earth shatteringly obvious. Yeah. Was that? No, he should not have over. Close. I mean, th- it was close. The the punditry were like, oh, it's oh, I can't believe it, and they're like, the ball trajectory didn't turn. I'm like, That's not a reason. If you That's, don't yeah. see it, you can't overturn it. Right. If the glove don't fit, you can't, you must have quit. Like, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's the problem is that he, he stuck with the call on the field because he could not find what's the irrefutable evidence or whatever the fuck the NFL says. Right. Yeah. So that's fine. And, and, and so giving context to that feeling of that, that euphoric, oh my God, is that Opposite. you've got the lead, you're hanging on for dear life, you get fucked. And all of a sudden it's 1-1 and here comes Tottenham dropping points for the third time at home this season again. Right. Here comes the narrative. Well, the, but the and other, then the other, the other pieces though, you played bad. Like you got yes. the goal and then disappeared as yes. a team, just like mm-hmm. waiting for Brighton to score to this goal by, by some mean. And right. they did. No, I agree. I totally agree. So I thought Brighton were better on the day. They deserved at least a point Dude, in that. But... They've had, it's seven games. They've had six games like that. Yeah. But, I love this team. And, and just like sad. Bale's last angry. season, 2013, <laughs> yeah. Spurs were genuinely bad. I mean, terrible. <laughs> he was the best player in the league by a fucking lot that year. Yeah. He won games by himself at right. least five times. At least five times. He put 15 that, points on the board. You know, I have Spurs this rundown that makes me want to talk about the fucking Southampton-Aston Villa game next because yeah. I, I know we have bigger games, but yo – James Ward Prowse is a I, fucking legend. <laughs> I love that man. That was so, unbelievable. So, so we were talking about the feeling, that breathing thing. Watching the highlights, I gasped at the goals he was putting in. So this is Villa four, Villa three, Southampton four. It looks like a crazy game that Villa dominate. They're up four because of as individual brilliance across two set pieces, just in. Sane. And you want to know what's fucking Up crazy? Up and down and fast. The Boom, best bang. goal, the best goal of the day, you didn't even mention Danny Ings, who got his hurt. His was also good. Better. 
So there was some absolutely insanely clinical finishing here from Southampton. Yeah. Check the highlights if you can. Yeah. It was phenomenal. And yeah. I was, it was the early game. So it was yeah. like seven o'clock here. And incredible uh, goals. I woke people up in my apartment going, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. Like, are you okay? And, is, there a, is there like a huge beetle? And then on we your get, face? and then we, we, we should give Villa credit for fighting back. They scored two they goals in the, in the last five minutes. They, they scored. The fighting, the fighting it, Grealish has showed up for garbage time. Right, right. But that was good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was just like pure performance, Matt Letizier level. If you guys don't know who he is, look him up. Uh, he was Southampton. He basically, the, for early, the first 10 years of the Premier League, he's the Gareth Bale for Southampton and kept them in the league. He scored 25 goals from midfield. Yeah. Um, but James Ward Prowse, legend. That was a great game for the moments. But well, let's go. But we do, I'm jumping around. We have to jump back to, to Arsenal. Uh, one Manchester United nil <sighs> narrative dictates the narrative shifting again, Ole out. They have the good champions league games against Leipzig and PSG, but in the league United are bad and they just, they're just not good enough. And Ole fatigue like big time. You don't care. I'm tired. No, I'm just tired of him. Like, because we were talking about him two, three weeks ago. And I think we're right. You specifically saying this fucking guy, he's the Aaron Boone of the English premier league. (laughs) He's the coach of the biggest fucking team because of one amazing moment as a player. Yeah. And he wasn't like a, he wasn't a club legend. He was a club legend because of that one play, right? The Aaron. Well, I mean, he's, he's a, he's a squad guy. He's, yeah. He's Eric Lamella becoming coach of Spurs in 10 years. <laughs> right, right, right. He's a pinch hitter. Showing <laughs> Actually, you up know and what? He's if Lucas Mora became the, the coach. of Spurs. Yes. Because he's got that, that magic he's got moment, that. right? That right. would not be right. You'd be like, exactly. what? And he doesn't and so, have, he has no gravitas. His face is soft. He looks surprised. He doesn't seem to know what he's doing. They have good players. Like, I think a better coach, like, I'm not even fucking kidding. We talked about Southampton. If Hassan Hudo was the coach of Man United, they would challenge for the league. Speaking not of Southampton, even- you know who's going to be? Who? Pochettino. He's, go- he's waiting for that job. He's waiting for it. Why wouldn't he want, like, Real or something like that? Um, I don't know if Real want him anymore. I think he. I think some shine kind of came off of him last year. I don't but, know. I mean, but, he does but have he's no sitting trophies, there right? waiting for the United job. Right? It's been a hundred games for Ole now. That was his one hundredth game. Yeah. In charge. And of it, it's just United. weird. And then I think the narrative for for Arsenal is really good. They they keep that lo- lovable loser on the right trajectory. Young players playing. Arteta getting it right. Watch. He clearly like did something really simple. I watched the two United games when they beat these two other teams and I'm going to stop them from doing that. That's right. what good coaches do. And yeah. so he had, he had, um, he had, uh, what the fuck's the guy's name? Partey sit on top of, of Fernandez and like, you're not going to make this game work. And there it is. Yep. Cause he's the one yeah. guy who does. And again, the Pogba thing, he, he, he's, he causes the penalty. Uh, you know, Arsenal are, Arsenal are, they may not have the best players, but they're now difficult to play. You're just like, right. oh, fuck, they're going to make this suck. And they're not going to just lose because they're pussies, which is what they used to do under Wenger. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, they've got zero draws. So full marks to them for playing the game. Yeah, right? they're like, fighting. Yeah. Um, speaking of playing the game, my team's playing the game. Uh, City take care of business against Sheffield United. It's not really a game to talk about except for our boy Kyle Walker, 
who is now a fucking legend. Goal scored by him. He didn't celebrate because Sheffield United is his boyhood club. And in his interview afterward, he was like, I couldn't because my mom and dad would get so much shit. (laughs) (laughs) They still live here. Uh, And so you can't make me like Kyle Walker again, but that was good. Yeah. He was like, nah, that get too much shit for that. And I want to come back when I'm done. The key thing here is I think my team has to, is starting to see a new way to play and to be a defensive team because it looks like their best players right now in a weird way are like Diaz, Laporte, Walker are a strong unit. And I think the midfield unit is kind of broken without, without Silva and the, and the attacking unit is broken without uh, Jesus and, and Aguero. So right now the strongest and most healthy unit is the defensive unit. And they're really helping city win games. City's defense is not the problem. Don't listen to narrative. The narrative will say City's defense is the problem. It's not City's defense. They can't score goals. Because <laughs> apparently you need a striker to score goals. It's a weird you, skill. Um, one, one, I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> the defense, for all the talk that those three have been getting, I am in love with Joao Cancelo. He is fantastic. He's a right-footed player playing off the left. He's not He's, playing defense. He's playing winger. I know. But he's but he's been but but the thing is is that with Walker's pace, Mourinho did this a lot last year, right? He would have he basically plays what what happens is he plays a three and he just and he just lets Cancelo do what he wants. He plays the way Trippier used the way Trippier used to be when they when Rose would just tuck in and be the defender. Right, right, right. Yeah. Or even Aurier and Davies last season, right? Right. Even though Aurier sucks. Yeah, no, I know. (laughs) Believe me, I know. But so that's kind of I'm watching him sort of be everywhere the last yeah. three or four weeks and it's yeah. been really interesting yeah they're um, good i mean city are city are they're popping the ball around they're starting to feel more confident i'm worried for sheffield they don't seem to have a goal in them yeah and i was really high on ryan brewster and he i thought i had seen him in the under 17s and he was 17 so he looked thin but he's bulky and not fast well, He's like a big striker. Can we also say though? Uh, I don't know. Have they played anybody other than Man Somebody City awesome. and Liverpool? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's well, they, of... they they drew versus Fulham. That's bad. No, I know, but like I I, I I'm giving Rooster a little bit more time before I. Oh get right, right. Really oh no, totally. Because he he made his debut against Liverpool, ironically. So he's only played Liverpool City. I mean, they're not what, I guess. they're not getting killed, right? Yeah. Like they lost to City, they lost to Liverpool, they drew with Fulham. They lost to to Arsenal and they lost to Leeds. That's a tough stretch. You know, it's a lot of a lot of what they, we talked about gotta, last week. That that have, context. Listen, right, they're they not scoring have, goals. They they're in deep Fulham. shit. You, you cannot draw with Fulham. I am, they, I get that, and I'm not arguing. And that, of what course, I'm saying is they have Chelsea next, so they yeah, really had a tough run. <laughs> they had a tough run, and as everybody else starts to get more games, I wonder. It's almost as if. If they had that tougher run starting from now through the holiday I, stretch, yeah. they would be able to nick points off of a Liverpool or a I think City the other thing is like which teams co- – like of the shitty teams that you're going to be battling, which teams have the better coaches who, who've been through it, right? Like right. Sheffield, there's a little bit of a regression. They really didn't add that much. So, I mean, I like Wilder a lot, but does he have the horses? I don't trust Billich, and I don't trust Parker, and I don't – I mean, I trust Potter – but they got to get rid. They got to win. Like it's just not, you know. I think it'll shake out. We'll see. There's and definitely the player's three name. The player's name just ran out of my head. But they've got an Ericsson situation. Lundstrom. I want to say Lidstrom. Lundstrom. John Lundstrom. One of their better players. He's waiting for his contract to run out. 
and yeah. he's not going to sign a new one. So, and he was part of the big part of their team. And right. He missed, so Chris Wilder's like, missed, well, what do I do now? Uh, sitter. Well, not a sitter. He missed their best chance because right. Berg, whoever that Berger guy is, that dude's Sander good. Berg. Yeah, that he's, dude's he's really solid. good. He was really good. So he was creating yeah. things there. Uh, and then heroic Liverpool, of course, thwart the invaders from London because you know they're so fucked and so in trouble. Poor Liverpool. The, they defeat West Ham. Um, but West Ham were in this game. They scored a girl early. Moyes went full Moyes and just played for the draw, even though he had a goal up. He knew he was like, I'm not going to win this thing. Um, uh, Klopp dusts off some kid from fucking Stuttgart in the second division, Nathan Phillips, to play center back. He's not young. He's young, but he's not young, young. 23 years old. He played really well. He's like an um, aircraft carrier up there, right? He's yeah, like he six, was a big, three, six, big guy. Yeah, yeah. Fornell's got a goal early. You know, Liverpool aren't perfect, but they can still score, and they found a way. Salah drew a penalty. Masuaku, Masuaku, who's been great. Your guy uh, talked about him. Uh, but he just, like, it's – don't fucking stick your leg out when it's yeah. Mo Salah. What are you doing? So he gets the penalty there, and then Liverpool pull it together with Shakiri. Forgot he was on the team. Uh, and Jota, really, really good. Like, it was one of these things where – where um, uh, West Ham is trying to come out and Jota's running in. So it looks like a wave. And you're like, wait, Jota's running through there. Where, where are all you guys going? The ball's there. And you're like, what are you guys? There's five guys. He just ran through them as they're trying to come out and create a gap. He just went the other way. Really cool. And then, of course, you know, poor Liverpool. They found a way without Van Dijk. They're the favorites. They just are. They're top yeah, of the league. I get that. Uh, and, and I think that – the for whatever they're missing with Van Dyke out, they've been missing up front with Firmino for it feels like about a year now. Yeah, he hasn't scored goals. Well, and he's not creating like he sort of gets lost in that false nine role. He almost drops too deep, and then he's sort of irrelevant relative to the game. Yeah, but, they, but they but they love what he's doing, right? Like but yeah, when you sure. watch it, you're like, what? Uh, okay. So I wonder if they go to a four-two-three-one with a Mane they, they or could. a Salah up top, they, and then be, they put be, Jota on the wing. Yeah, they right? may do so, that. They may do that. I don't know. They, I mean, they don't have to play four-three-three. I guess. No, but, not at all. Right, and and the idea that that's like, I mean, the fact that they had Firmino, Salah, and Mane absolutely destroying people for yeah. a year and a half. You're, you're just – you're conditioned to go, yeah, that's the best way for them to play and the most lethal attacking-wise. See, to, see, to me, the, the second-place Liverpool team is the better team. The champion-winning team is not as good. And yeah, right. The, but – because they only had, like, a couple 20 – you know, they weren't really destroying. Uh, but they were best at seeing games out. Um, you know, and then, you know, there's other games. You, you want to pop around? You got anything you want to talk about? I thought um, – I congratulated a friend of mine who's a Chelsea fan because I genuinely – I saw that they just basically had a professional game at Turf Moor. They just beat the shit out of Burnley. Yeah, and as somebody did. who just went through that yeah. and barely came out alive, <laughs> I was glad to see Burnley get taken to the woodshed a little bit, mm-hmm. even if it was by Chelsea. Mm-hmm. So they currently sit 20th, dead last in the table. Now they're tied with Sheffield, but you know, on goal difference, they're second. They're, it's they're early. Last. We'll see. Yeah, It's early, but if – I'll tell you right now, if Burnley goes down, I will not cry for them. I will not miss them. <laughs> yeah, I think they, time, they can go now. You can yeah. go now. Thank I've had you. enough of your shit. <laughs> this, the, so, you know what? They can, there's too many Claret and Blue teams. We need to lose <laughs> yeah, We got to vote one off the island. Yeah, there's too um, many teams wearing the same colors. It's I think Mendy's been getting a lot of love, and it's all been 
He didn't have to make any saves. I he guess. made zero saves. Right? Yeah, but that gives remember, you insight goalkeeping into what a is not just. No, I know, I know. It's controlling. But, but it's marshalling. I'm not giving anybody crosses. shit. Yeah, I'm not giving anybody shit here. What I'm saying very simply is that's how professional of a of an outing Chelsea had. And by the way, they Pulisic, literally stopped giving up goals. Right. Well, Pulisic got hurt. Uh, what? 15 minutes before the game in warmups. Right. So he's never playing. Had he's that, done. No, I know. But you had that upheaval of your lineup right before kickoff and they still came out and they got the job done. So well, they got this dudes, bothers me, but full so marks many players. on that. Yeah. And, and Frank somehow miraculously figured out that he has the best central midfielder in the league and played him where he should play him. Oh, that's strange. So, so Chelsea was able to actually play all their guys. They played Zicek. They played Werner. They played Abraham. They played Mount and they played, who's the last one? And Havertz all together. Yep. Which is just like, whoa, that's a lot of attacking. That's but I think Mount, Mount is the one who can do both roles. Havertz less so. But then Conte is just like, it's the old saying is like, you know, you know, the 70, 70, 70% of the world is covered by water and the last third is covered by N'Golo Conte. Yeah, he's everywhere. <laughs> I mean, then that's the thing. I think, you know, we talked a lot about how it was in one of our first episodes, how it was sort of strange that. Um, he didn't play much last year. He was hurt, knee injury, all that stuff. Coming off of the World Cup, he was going in the into wrong last year. place. He was in the wrong place, but uh, yeah, he was a sort of a forward player last year. Or like yeah, he would be in, in the box taking role. shots. Like, what do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he here? Get but him out of here. Chelsea was trying to sell him for twenty-five or so million, which, for context, if isn't that's a real, boatload. If that's real, any t- if and my team didn't buy him, and anybody's I'm angry, team. right? <laughs> right. So. It's strange that they were sort of offloading him at a cut rate price. Nobody jumped. I think there was really concerns was about just, his knees and that's his health. Just a rumor. I can't. I and it could have been two. Believe any team would sell that. It could have been two, and I'm surprised one of the French teams didn't jump all over it. To be honest. Well, they but, don't need him. They have Idrissa Gay. Yeah. PSG. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, that's true. He's the, he's the poor man's version of him. But yeah, that's very true. But Chelsea are good. Like they have name brands. They they have that they have that juice. Again, I don't trust Lampard. I really don't. I just he's got all the players now he's got Silva he's got Mendy he's got the fullbacks now that are playing well he's sort of somehow eased Aspilicueta out of the team which is hard and then done so it's now James Chilwell Silva and Zuma and Zuma scored an incredible header so that's kind of interesting I they scare me Chelsea because the attacking part has never been the problem it's been a defense, if and if they're gonna play, that. and if they're gonna play, if they're gonna stop playing Jorginho, which I think is huge, because he sucks. If you watch Chelsea, all Chelsea fans know this. People just run past him. Yeah. He could maybe be the best fucking ball player I've ever seen. He is as athletic as you. Well, me, I don't know. I'm not athletic, <laughs> but he just run past him. He's like a little skinny guy. So yeah. it's that balance piece. And Conte is just so much better. I'd rather have better wingers and talented players than trying to rely on one creative hub in the middle. Let that guy be the defender. Anyway. Totally agree. Um, well, let's run through this three more, right? Let's run through them. Lester kicked the living shit out of Leeds. Pour one out for Leeds a little bit here, right? Uh, oh, my guy, Braj, man. The Braj. He ain't fucking yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was interesting because they got two quick goals. They were up and Leeds was like, it was almost like uh, it, was oh, in a, they, it was a bar fight where like you punch the guy in the face and he bleeds a little bit and he laughs at you. He goes, okay. Right? <laughs> Leeds comes out at halftime. Bang. They score one really fast. Yeah. They almost have another one. I think they hit the post. Uh, yeah. and, and then Lester pips a third. 
right? So let's let, let you know. Let's just fucking call it out. Like Jamie Vardy is fucking world class, man. Oh, that course. dude is fucking awesome. I hate him, but he's that guy. He is a guy. He's a real important player. He has a championship. He's going to be the guy who stays at Leicester. And when the decades uh, history is written, Jamie Vardy's in the fucking first paragraph. It's like City and Liverpool. Oh, and Leicester with Jamie Vardy yeah. were up there the whole time. Like, he's mm-hmm. an Im- important guy like this. It, it happens this way. Like you, you have these players that sort of stick out in history. And I think Jamie Vardy's going to be one of those guys. He's just like a little rat, a little fucking guy who came up from a nowheresville yeah. didn't make it in the premier league till he was already 27 which is old for a striker and he's still just kicking ass and he looks like danny d from porn but small <laughs> it's interesting that because it's it's he's got the storyline behind him and it never would have happened at a chelsea or a city or united because never. of that right but but and then he didn't leave right he didn't go to exactly Austin. He stayed. He became a club legend, even though he's unquestionably the most racist player in England. Oh, I uh, love him for it. Uh, he's so trash. <laughs> he's yeah, you're right. He, he's proper homegrown trash, right? Yeah, so like he has on. He's got on, on his on his uh, on his on his uh, on his uh, shin pads. It says "chat shit get banged." <laughs> right, exactly. So he's the guy that they are going to erect a statue of if they haven't already, and in 20 years it's going to get toppled over because he's racist, right? So. <laughs> He's well, what does he say something about Asians? That doesn't count. He said a bunch of stuff. But anyway, it's not part. <laughs> well, he's he, a bricklayer. Um, Cut that guy some slack. <laughs> yeah. The third goal. The, the important thing to note here, right, is that like James Madison hasn't been playing regularly. He's still nursing an injury. Yeah. Came, came on 65, 70th minute or so. He sets up Senig Under. Is that right? Under? 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 Yeah. Well, the, the, the Turks got tough names. That's yeah. too. Dude. He's good. Luke. They've got a lot of low key attacking talent yeah, as well. Right? Lester, man. Did you happen to see the play for the third goal? I did. I just don't remember. It was like so a, a Madison boom, boom, boom. plays a great ball in, right? And Under susses the defender out to him and just cheeky little chip to Vardy. And Vardy's like, I mean, okay, like, <laughs> <laughs> easiest one I'll ever fucking score. Yeah, yeah. Right? Good, so just, and that just was the thing. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was the thing because Leeds was playing into the game. It was two to one. They had their chances. It could have been a tie game. That was the gunshot. And I was like, yeah. all right, go. The away thing now. with Leeds is like that's the way they play, man. They're just gonna some days they're gonna get smoked. Especially yeah. because they they they're not as but talented think, as other teams, right? Like, but I do, and I said that they got their asses kicked. I do think four one flatters Leicester a little bit. I think that Leeds could yeah, have had a point from this early on, and then Leicester pulled away late. So yeah, yeah. In fact. And then I have to say again, the Leicester piece—they find players. They're the only team club in the country who seems to develop center backs and finds them. Right, Maguire from Hull, Soyenchu from Germany, who's fucking awesome. Not even playing. They're cool. West Morgan it. was an academy product right. for a hundred years. Fofana, they found everybody wanted him. Now he's playing. He's good. I mean, that's not easy, especially when you think about half the teams in the league are like, man, I really wish we had a center back. And these guys are just center back, center back, Running center back. Out. No yeah. problem. Uh, Newcastle. Ugh, ugh, this game was terrible. It was a it tough was, game. I mean, New- I watched it. I watched the actually the last ten minutes were good, but <laughs> Everton was playing their their B and a half, their B minus squad. They don't right? have enough no, dudes. No James, no yeah, no depth, right? No no Dina, uh, Dina and Richarlison both out because of red cards, which is hilarious. James with a knock, Seamus Coleman. They benched Jordan Pickford, which we agree was a net positive. Um, yeah, and but, uh, they, yeah, they're gonna no, play they just, him for United. They're not gonna play. Yeah, him Callum Wilson did the man, and I mean, 
it is. No, the it last is, right? the last goal for Newcastle was really good because uh, Frazier is it Brent? It's not Brendan Frazier. Ryan Brendan Frazier is that shitty actor. Ryan Ryan Frazier. We should have Brendan Frazier on the podcast. He fucking turns on the afterburners and completely just left leaves a guy for dead. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. And then yeah, he, he used to do that ten times a year at Bournemouth. Yeah. So he and 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 Wilson played at Bournemouth together. He sort of that makes a bad cross that's about to that might have not gone in, but Wilson put it in. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Newcastle are going to be fine. The thing is, is like to me, there's a lot of good teams. They all seem like they're going to be fine, but three teams have to go. Yeah, and so that's the part that I don't tricky. think three teams are going to be fine to me. I think West Brom's definitely not going to be fine. Yeah, West Fulham Brom, Fulham. Yeah, they're yeah. So Fulham's feeling good about themselves today, but we'll see in another three weeks. Or yeah, I don't. So. Tr- I don't trust them. I don't. No. They just no. no. And yeah, I'm rooting against like, Burnley, like I said. You think Burnley? You're rooting against. <laughs> I'm rooting against Burnley. Fuck Burnley. Well, they haven't had um, Ben Mee all season. Uh, they should have sold Tarkovsky and used it to invest in the team. I have something to say about Burnley. Have it. I think fucking Sean Dyche flew that plane of keep Burnley white. That team is so white. <laughs> how white are they? I can't. It's they're so white that it's odd how white they are. Like they're pasty. They look sick. They, yeah. they look like – they literally look like a factory team from 1890. Like, it's just weird. Can you weird. quantify Englishness? And is there, is there a correlation between pastiness and <laughs> the quality of play we affectionately call Englishness, right? Like, I uh, think there they might are, be a they correlation. Have, they have too much Englishness. They need less. I don't know. I agree. <laughs> but that's their identity, right? So you yeah. can't have yeah. too much of your identity. You're right. Like, I listened – I actually listened to a podcast of Sean Dyche because oh, he's God. a fascinating kind of guy. But he does things like he makes the team wear ties and be mannerly and like say please and thank you to the people at the team and and like they all have to go together play like he has all that like corporate management weird stuff he's like the team's got to be the way it is you know we're not just here to make a to play football we've got to be good people I'm like oh fuck this doing this this guy I'm like because because you know what it means it basically means that wild kid from the fucking council estate who can f- flick a ball over a building and go through five guys who likes to smoke weed and fuck hookers. He's not playing for Burnley. No, he'll never play for Burnley. It, they'll never play for Burnley. Right. And if but, he does, he'll suck at Burnley. Right. Because it's no fun. Right. Right. So, so it's just like, wait a minute. Well, you, he's just leaving out a whole class of player who would never play for Burnley now. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Wilfred Zaha is never playing for Burnley. That type. And all the best young players in England are black and Nigerian of Nigerian descent and from South London. And there's not an English, there's not a guy from London on Burnley. And flashy and fast, right? That's not things that Burnley does. Burnley puts an elbow into your eyebrow. Right, right. Like Bakari Saka is never playing for Burnley. No, no. And so they, they lower their own ceiling organically right off the jump. You're never going to finish in the, in the European places. Although they did what, like five years ago, but But, it's almost like, um, it's almost like Notre Dame, right? Where they had, where they would try and hold up their academic standards and just suck. Like, well, we play this way. I'm like, well, fuck Lou Holtz got this right. Clemson just beat you 34 to three. So (laughs) it's a good actually tie in because they play each other this week. Quick, um, quick pivot to, Champions League preview starting tomorrow. Oh my god, um, back. we have uh, yeah, really quick though. Uh, it's interesting. We are in the the basically we're on the turn in the group stage, right? And what happens now is whoever like these teams are going to play each other twice in a row, basically a home and home, right? This right. week and then after the uh, the international break. You look at the slate. 
Not a ton there. So we'll say this again in two weeks, I'm sure. Madrid, Inter Milan, that'll be fun. I saw Olympiacos in person last year. You guys are going to score some goals against them. Um, that's going <laughs> to be a fun Not without a striker. No, no, no. No, trust me. Atalanta, Liverpool. Dude, Liverpool's losing. That's, that's, the, that's how I was getting to that. Yep. That's going to be the fun one for the better is take the over um, because that's going to be a lot of goals. I don't see anything else here. Leipzig PSG on paper sounds fun, but I think Leipzig's – they're a name brand this year based on last year, similar to Ajax last year. Yeah, but it's still still Nagelsmann. They they may find a way, and they did get killed by United. I think they got – yeah, they got shit-pumped by United, so I'm really not – optimistic for them but i mean hey we'll see if there's any team in this in this slate that can lay an egg it's psg right so <laughs> i think that it's possible of course yeah and you um, know what if they lose that game the tuchel's gonna get fired it's well so it's still way too early in the group to start with that but you really start running out of racetrack to you you run out of the well, things but, that you but, can but, mess but, up. But, but for that team it's all the whole thing is the Champions League, right? Like it, the yeah, league yeah. doesn't no, matter. No, no, I know. But what I'm saying is as far as the group stage is concerned, after match day three, match week three, whatever, you start to get an idea. But yeah. unless somebody's 3-0, and you don't know anything yet, right? After yeah, I don't four, know. I, I think, well, one thing that's point. interesting for City in this case is like Liverpool and City play on Sunday. So yes, who does, does Pep try and – Like hedge? ghetto this one out and be like oh i think john stones and uh nathan ake are gonna play defense in this one yeah i mean kyle walker will play and 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 sterling will play because pep's a little racist and he's like oh black players can just play all the time he never rests and and it's a good shout ever ever never it it's a good shout that that (laughs) atalanta is going to be liverpool because the same thing clop might might be hedging right so they might just yeah we'll get much more in depth on that on thursday's show uh, yeah, we'll that's the, the big one this week. We'll be really primed for that one. Oh, yeah, I'm not ready. <laughs> I know. I know. This is going to be, this is going to be a Laurent heavy show guys. Oh, it's going to be a good one. So the thing is they just get beat. The city just don't, they're not there. They just, they're well, not there. On. The last time you played them, you shit kicked them. So I don't want to hear it. Right. Like, I, I, I don't even remember. It doesn't even register. With it was, me. it I was only, the four nothing. Only game. remember I, the I, losses. <laughs> <laughs> tune in on thursday or friday i should say for oh a God. severe helping of laurent self-loathing trust me <laughs> i have had a front row seat to it for years it's uh, some of the most enjoyable sports fandom you'll ever see or hear I, uh, it's it's I, I can't i'm not ready so laurent is going to uh wet the bed each of the next three or four nights Ugh. we were going to leave you with that and we're going to bring you to bring you back from that cliffhanger on thursday liverpool city preview Oh, God. Not in the face, Laurent Cortines. Oh, the God. Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. This was a crap football, crap pundit production. We will return on Mondays and Thursdays for the Premier League season. We will talk about soccer and other things that interest us. Mike is crazy. Laurent is insane. That's why it works.